back to another episode of MJ's Progress, Not Perfection. I am JD, and I'm with my wife, Mikey. And we are going through, piece by piece, a lot of my childhood, and also how I moved over 30 times in 30 years. So today's episode is about 7th and 8th grade, good old junior high, like, I always think of the Wonder Years with the show mm-hmm. taking place around the same time yeah. and Boy Meets World. Yeah. With, isn't that funny how it's two brothers? <clears throat> yeah. And they both had the same kind of role growing up where they were both the younger of the siblings because in both TV show, both TV shows, they have older siblings. Yeah. And they have a best friend. That's the opposite spectrum of them. It's like Corey was suburbia and Sean was trailer park. Mm-hmm. And then you had his best friend being like <laughs> Marilyn Manson. But there was a, no no. But that was like a running joke for yeah, a while. It was a rumor for a while. But I I think his name was Paul. I think that was. I think so. That I think, right. Yeah, and but they were completely different people. But they were the same as the other person, so it's just yeah, funny. Yeah. So, in Wonder Years, and both take place in 6th, 7th grade. So, we left off with 6th grade, where, what, what year was that? Um, 98. Okay, yeah. 7th um, grade was 99, 8th grade was 2000. No, 8th grade was 2001. Well, hold on. For me, the year ending June of 97 was seventh grade for me. Okay. So, ni- years would have been, yeah. Yeah, so I graduated eighth grade in 2001 mm-hmm. because my first day of high school, which I'll get into next episode, but my first day of high school was 9 11. Yeah. Like, literally, first day of high school. Um, but we're still a ways away from that. I'll get into that next episode. Mm. Um, but seventh and eighth grade, oh my god, it, that's when my alcohol, my drinking progressed. Yeah. Because like, I like went how much? How many times in a month? Say two to three. That's. And that's seventh and eighth grade. Mm. At least two to three um, weekends. I mean, maybe. I had some uh, one weekend with my parents doing stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, or like down the, going down to the shore or something. Yeah, but for the most part, yeah. um, my drinking progressed easily to, yeah, it's weird. It's not weird to look back at it now, but it's definitely gives you a deep dive into how early was early. I don't think I was drinking alcoholically all those times. No, I mean... A lot of that would have been like the social like expectation, and I got made fun of a lot, so yeah. I always like was trying to fit in, mm-hmm. but like I definitely was. If there were, if I had say say I have seven best friends, mm-hmm. I would say I was made fun of probably the most, if not second the most. Yeah. So like it wasn't for a lack of having to grow up with a thick skin, because. They're all still, like, yeah, I don't even feel like getting into that. No, we don't. But that's 
completely different episode. But yeah, <laughs> I'm not friends with most of them to this day, but I was all growing up that we were all Well, yeah, really you close. guys have just, you've taken separate directions in life. Yeah, and, but, I want to say I always drank with different groups, though. Uh-huh. Like, whether I was drinking with, like, the eighth graders, or I was drinking with people in my own grade, or whatever, mm-hmm. but, like... I didn't go out drinking saying I need to get drunk. It was I want to get drunk. Yeah. And there's a huge difference between needing to get drunk and just wanting it. Yeah, because it, at that point, I think, at least like for, you know, the alcoholic progression, you're still in the, like, finding the I'm thinking, The finding out. Yeah. doing like figuring out what kind of drunk I was but to give a light into what my future nickname was in high school but it was mess mm-hmm. literally mess because of how messy drunk I would get yep. and I gained this this nickname probably in ninth or 10th grade so it wasn't like I it was uh, a surprise to anybody that I would be an alcoholic because of the way I drank. Yeah. I didn't know when where the bottom was. Well, no. And I just continued to drink more and more, harder and harder. And I feel like when you have a group of your peers that are like kind of um, rough on you, there's going to be dares, there's going to be dumb shit that... that Challenges. Yeah that you're going to be challenged to do. Exactly. Yeah, so... <clears throat> but there's so much drama in that age. Yeah, what am I going to do? Say no? Uh, I don't want to? No. no. No, it's not what you did in the 90s. You just gritted your teeth and you just did it. Yeah. So my... <clears throat> excuse me, my drinking definitely progressed throughout... You know, and it is what it is. You're looking back on it, I can't change how I dr- like how I drank or why no. I drank. No. And like I said, I was always finding a reason. Like if my favorite sports teams were playing, I'm either drinking to celebrate or drinking because to commiserate. Yeah. Thank you. That's the word I was going for. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. But yeah, I mean. I would also, we played a lot of Manhunt back then. My God, I loved Manhunt. Okay, like, so you called it Manhunt. It's Yeah, we called it Manhunt where I'm from, too. Okay, because there's also Kick the Can, and which is like a kind of a variation where to do a jailbreak, you had to kick the can. Oh, no. Like, we just yelled, jail, we called it jailbreak, or we called it Manhunt, but it was definitely one of the two names. Yeah. Um, And we played it so much back in that age like we used to wait until it got dark obviously have to wait for it to be dark but we would all be dressed in all black yep and there was like this square block radius that we could play Uh where like three blocks or four blocks were all different streets but the same block going down so we had like probably a quarter of a mile around that we could hide. Yeah. And 
we had some, and I was drinking then too, because I would just pour vodka into my Gatorade, into my Gatorade bottle. <laughs> Check on your kids. Yeah. <laughs> my parents yeah. checked on me. It had nothing to do Check with them. Check the Mountain Dew. Check the Gatorade. Check the Gatorade. That's I think that's what the name of this episode should be. Check the Gatorade. Yes. Um. Listen, I hid that really well from them um, for a long time. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that episode too when that culminated junior year. Woo. Um. Yeah, we'll get to that though. But we would play manhunt. It was definitely the fall because it would get dark quick at night. Yeah, I remember it got dark early, but we were still we were at that age where we could be out past the street lights. Yeah, seventh now, grade. Your manhunt group was it only boys? No, girls played too. Girls played too. Yeah, but it wasn't like as fun when they played. <laughs> Why? Because of the catty shit back and forth. <laughs> We were just yeah. a bunch of boys who wanted to play and hide and shit. Like, John. Mm-hmm. Like, I always talk about John. And I hope everyone that's listening knows that, like, I talk to his sisters still all the time. I'm yeah. still constantly connecting with John. So I'm allowed to tell any John stories I want because <laughs> Jessica said so. And what Jess says, Jess goes. And yeah. So... Um, so if anyone's listening and concerned, like, oh my god, he shouldn't be talking about John, like, no, I, I was told to talk about John. Yeah. Um. The, the old studio was named the, after Yeah, the, my first studio was named John Johnson Studios. I mean, and Jess and Liz, the, the, they all loved it. So, I miss John just like everybody else does, and John was amazing at Manhunt. Like he was, he was the climber. Oh. He knew how to climb a tree and really hide, hide. Yeah. And he was like scary good at it. Where if you were on John's team, you were going to be hiding for the longest amount of time. <laughs> there was one game where no one even found him. We were all looking. It got to the point where I'm sure he was by himself, cracking up at how many times somebody walked by him. Yeah. But he was so far in a tree, he could have been, uh, could have got arrested for peeping Tom because he was at, <laughs> he was, he was on the second story level. Yeah. Like, that's how high he got up this tree. Anyone that looked up it, they weren't going to find John. Um, and that was an entire night where even John's own team had to turn against him and look for him because <laughs> no one knew where he was. And everyone, and it's not like you have cell phones where you can just no. text somebody being like, hey, where are you at? Where are you at, man? This isn't fun anymore for us yeah. looking for you for three hours. <laughs> yeah, just, come on, we give up. The other thing we used to do was, after a manhunt was, it was old, it was never over. It was always the curfew was nine o'clock. Yeah. And if the cops saw us on the block, then they were going to yell at us. Mm-hmm. So what we did was, our town was divided, was, is divided by um, a railroad, railroad tracks. Okay. So <clears throat> where we, where we played, there wasn't an over, the, it was where there's like the actual tracks. Yeah. So for a cop to chase us, they would have to either get out of their car and chase us on feet. Mm-hmm. Where they weren't going to catch us because they would have to go up to the next street, go over that where there's road. Yeah. And then double back. Yeah. So we would yeah. always 
always sit at Mary Bray, the school that we all went to for K to third grade. Mm-hmm. We've gotten drunk on that playground so many times, it's ridiculous. Um, I remember, I forget who it was, but literally took a shit and took off his socks. And yeah, like we weren't leaving the party. <laughs> like the party was that good that someone literally used their own socks to wipe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, what we would do is at nine o'clock when Manhunt was over, we would then go to the playground and we would all just be in black still from Manhunt. And as soon as the cops would pull in, they yelled us for curfew. We would break off in like three different directions and hightail it out. Scatter. And it was a game to us. Uh, and I'm sure it was a game to the cops too eventually because like they knew who we were. Yeah. They would give us warnings, say forty five, everybody, you gotta get out of here in fifteen minutes. Uh-huh. And these were school nights. Yeah. The weekends it was like ten. Because they knew they weren't going to keep us off there anyway. No. But we made it into a game where instead of hiding from each other, we you would be hiding bushes and people's lights on and you're still hiding in their yard. <coughs> <laughs> um, do that now and you get yeah. yourself shot. Exactly. But. I'm so glad that we lived in the 90s where it was where still the 90s. Where we could do that and not... Did you used to play? Yeah. Yeah, we played in my town, too. Um, Your town's, like, the middle of nowhere compared to my town, though. Mm-hmm. But, like, I lived on, like, the other side of the river instead of the other side of the tracks. We were on the other uh, side of the river. Um, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, and we used to play, like, all up and down, like, kind of like what you said. It was, like, the blocks. It was all up and down the street. Um. And we would play, and we would be um, disruptive. And the <laughs> very old cops that would patrol town would try to chase us down, and we would hide. And uh, the the one ha- the one friend's mom's uh, mom told us like whenever the cops chase you, just come here. You're my kids at that point. He can't do shit. But, yeah. I feel like I had my terrible twos in 6th and 7th and 8th grade. <laughs> I, because I feel like I, that's when a yeah, lot of kids... Yeah, you start rebelling against your parents and exactly. the, and what your parents... And the, whether it's music or whether it's movies or whatever, mm-hmm. you want to be defiant. It's, it, it's when you start to conspire with your friends. Yeah, we... That's actually... Reminds me of when... Some of my friends and I used to egg houses. Yeah. And, like, as somebody who's never owned a home but rented plenty, I would be beside myself if it happened to me today. Mm-hmm. And I would deserve it full karma to have my house egged. Same. Because I definitely threw eggs, and I'm not going to lie so, or try to... Did you ever soap? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We soaped, yeah. Um... TV. Pennied, we pennied one. Like yeah. yeah, like the back windshield of somebody, and it got glued and pennied. Yeah, it's it's gotten the keyed. I never keyed anybody. Oh, I did. I don't think I did. I can't remember doing it. So um, I probably did though. I went beyond 
keying, so I'm just gonna stop it. But, um, Did you pee in the car? No. Yeah, we were bad. I, we went to court once, actually. Because um, we had mischief nights. Where, so did we. Yeah, the night before Halloween and you mm-hmm. went out. Yeah. And that's where you toilet paper and you egg and mm-hmm. the, that whole nine. Well, there was one night where we were all ready to go, dressed in all black. And we must have hit this poor guy's house like three different times. Oh. Um, like, we would, we would buy the eggs all throughout the month, because knowingly that our 7-Eleven and CVS's Yeah, like, the week, the week leading up to Halloween, they don't sell the kids. Yeah, they're not selling... Well, so, we planned in advance. Mm -hmm. All of us were buying eggs, and we were storing them in this one bush near a baseball field. (laughs) And we would go, hit the house, run, hide, go get more eggs, reload, come back, hit it again. And we went to school with, like, the daughter there. And so when she came out the third time, somebody yelled, smile, and took a picture of her. And he had just got done throwing eggs at her house. Well, now she recognizes his voice because they're in class together. And she calls and says, blah, blah, blah. And later on that night when they finally caught us, uh-huh. they were going around the room getting all of our names. And then they got the blah, blah, blah's name. And we were all just, he ratted us all out. And we ended up having to go to court over it and pay fines and all that shit. Disorderly so, conduct? Yeah, we, we, we paid our dues. So, yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised, we didn't, I'm surprised we didn't have to do any charity work. I guess we got off pretty lucky. How old were you? Uh, I I would lug, like to say 8th grade-ish. Maybe ninth grade-ish. It, yeah, you probably like got the citation. It probably, yeah, it was probably like 8th grade. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I, I felt... <laughs> I feel remorse still to this day over that. I got really into paintballing in that grade. We got, like, asked for Christmas from Santa, the gun, and the paintballs and all that, and the equipment. And we used to hang out at our one friend's house, and we would play, like, the dark game, where you, like, it's like capture the flag and the pitch dark. And it's supposed to be silent, because it's like a quiet place but like with a bunch of teenage boys and it's literally you can't see anything in this room it's so dark and there's no windows and it was one of those elongated like you know what i mean like so the walls weren't high oh okay you know it was like a whatchamacallit coming yeah a roof whatever um, so it wasn't that high. We had a lot of tall friends, and all of a sudden it'd be pitch dark, and then all quiet, and you're, ah, oh, shit, because they would, like, step on something, or, oh. because we would set traps, and the whole point was to get to your other side, grab the flag, and bring it back. It was capture the flag in the complete dark, and you couldn't talk. You just had to be, like, really, really smooth, like, you know, not make a lot of noise, and mm-hmm. that was a fun game that we used to play. And, but we would sleep at our one friend's house. We always got pizza, played Goldeneye, played that, played the dark game, like we yeah. called it. 
And then we wake up early as shit and go paintballing. <laughs> like, those were some good times. Like, there was so many. I got shot in the face once without wearing a mask and point blank rage because my friends. Did you said, have a great big welt? Yeah. 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 And a lot of white shit coming down. My mouth was really unfortunate at the time. A bunch of teenage <laughs> boys. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sure that was so unfortunate. I had my first blackout. Because we would drink then, but I didn't. Oh, yeah. Like, a, we were drinking all the time, I guess. Um, we would definitely drink at his house on the weekends that we were going paintballing. Mm-hmm. And. I got my first blackout New Year's Eve going into 2000. Yeah. Like, well, like, at I that age, like I said, you're still finding the drunk. So that's when it's going to happen. That wasn't my parents' house. Really? During a New Year's Eve party. And I was sneaking kamikaze drinks. And oh. I, I got smashed. That'll, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. I still remember that hangover. I think it was my first hangover. I still remember that shit. Watching the mummers braid and just being in and out of <laughs> consciousness because I was so hungover. That's a whole new kind of headache feeling for... <laughs> oh. Yeah. I remember we went to Disney World that year. And I remember I sat there and read The Firm by John Grisham like every single night. And I would just sit there and read the firm in the lobby of the hotel. I guess I want to look sophisticated and, like, I read a book. Yeah. I'd hang out in the lobby and read a book and try to... All I'm envisioning is Manny from Modern Family right now. Well, meanwhile, back at the Dilk's house, (laughs) um, I, I was not there. So the the one dumb thing I did was trust my friends because I may or may not have left the key behind for them to have a place to party while I was gone. Oh. Yeah. And that, oh. Well, you know Katie. She married us. <laughs> yes, I love Katie. Um, but yeah, Katie and somebody else I can't remember, um, I left them the key. And don't worry, I've talked to Katie about this story. We laugh about it, and I do have permission to use her name. Um, and yeah, Katie. <laughs> Was it shit got like broke. an epic party? Yeah, shit got broke. The basement door got broke. Oh, shit. Like, John actually was there, and John made a valiant effort to try to, like, keep clean, keep the place clean. <laughs> Because John was that kind of person, like, no, we gotta respect the party. Yeah. And we can't like fuck this up. Yeah. And the only friends that weren't there were like two of them because I was in Disney World and they were in Disney World. <laughs> yeah. Like independently, both on the same trip. Yeah. Just with different people. So oh my god, I can't believe I did that. I forgot all about that. Like how pissed were Jerry and Tracy? I mean, they weren't thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! They were unhappy. What was what was the uh, the fallout from that? I feel like it was a curfew change, uh-huh. temporarily, but it didn't really stick. I mean, I, I was 
good at, I don't know, getting out of shit. I got alcohol poisoned at 16. I didn't get grounded. Yeah. Well, I mean... He punished me. Yeah. You got kind of grounded. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to sleep out for the rest of high school. It's one of the best ways. that I always give my dad props on that. Mm-hmm. He didn't um, change my curfew. He didn't ground me. All he did was say, yeah, no more drinking or no more sleepovers. Yep, you have to come out. And he stuck to that for two full years. Two and a half years, actually. So, yeah, I'll give him credit on that one. That's a great punishment. (laughs) The drinking was just out of hand. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I was dumb enough to leave my keys behind. I don't know what I was doing. Like, I mean, you probably thought that you were being, you know, the cool friend. Because that's what the cool friend would do. Yeah, that's true. I was trying to fit in. <coughs> yeah. I felt like I had to, like, be cool. Yeah. That's when, you know, you're made to feel like you don't have much to offer. And I was bullied. You're right. Use whatever you have at your disposal. Yeah. I mean, I was also the same kind of kid, so, like, I, I, I don't know if it's just because, like, I get it. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both there. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. Um, but I feel like a lot of us had, you know, somewhat similar experiences as, like, part of a coming-of-age <clears throat> but you know you you just managed to do things <laughs> on like a um you turned up to eleven level. Well, I started smoking at this grade, like before seventh summer going into seventh grade mm-hmm. is when I learned how to inhale the black and mild, Ooh. and that's how I learned how to inhale. But then I was smoking an entire black and mild, and there I'm like, this is worse than smoking a cigarette. Yeah. So I, I switched to cigarettes. <laughs> cut, Instead of, you know. Cut to 25 years later and I'm trying to quit. <laughs> um, but I did do, I had fun, um, seventh grade we did Fiddler on the Roof. And that was a fun time. And then eighth grade we did Annie. And that was a fun time too. Yeah. I still, I think Fiddler, the best part was... John had the lead role, and John made that, <laughs> made being on Fiddler, like, it was perfect, the way he did it, and so, wait, we had a lot of fun, a lot of dumb, drunk instances that I can't take back now. Yeah. I didn't know leaving my key would be a bad idea when I had the idea. I mean, at the time, of course, you're, you know. And no one talked me into it. It's not like. It's not like anybody talked me into it. It was my pleasure to. Why wouldn't I supply you guys with a place to party? Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll give me a place to party when I need a place to party. Exactly. <laughs> a little quid pro quo. Yeah, you'll remember this in the future. And I didn't rat anybody out, I know that much, because I was. I was really into not ratting somebody out mm-hmm. and just taking the heat. 
and taking the responsibility because I think that's why the other thing that I managed with my dad is that I what I didn't try to like make up a story. Yeah. I just said I left the keys to somebody and they had a party and there's nothing I could do about it. It's happened. Where how uh, so yeah. That's that. Yeah. And that is that I would say for my seventh and eighth grade years the stuff that I want to get into at least or talk about that has something to do but I want to talk about manhunt mm-hmm. and jailbreak and not all the shady times no it's like the the beginning of like true male bonding with your friends I think yeah exactly but it's also like some of the most vulnerable time in your life and like, I'm still so, so thankful that the internet wasn't as big as it is now. Oh my god, I am so and glad. not everybody had, you know, a video camera in their pocket when we were playing Manhunt or, like, getting drunk in a field with our friends. <laughs> because, oh my god, if there was evidence of some of this, the stuff that we'd, we'd done back then. I was just thinking... <laughs> It's not only that, it's, I'm glad I'm not because of cyber bullies. Yeah, yeah, like, the bullying was bad, but at least it was, there was always a source. Yeah. Yeah, There was none of this, like, anonymous, like, through a screen bullshit. Yeah, exactly, like, if you were going to be mean to somebody, you'd have to do it to their face. Yeah, or at least, like, somebody else was going to know. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad that, because people are so easily can become cyber bullies, even as adults. Oh, yeah, it still happens. But I think I have thick enough skin where you can't really hurt me with your words on the internet, because I've heard much worse. Well, and I think that, that being in recovery, you kind of get to a point of like you're at peace with your like dumb mistakes of your past yeah it's true so like there's not much that anybody can use against you once you've gotten to a certain point plus it's hard to use (laughs) something against me when I literally volunteer my life my life story so it doesn't you're not hurting me at all with words. Yeah. It's part of recovering out loud is taking away the stigma. It's not... <sighs> that shit doesn't hold any power over you. No, not anymore. It did no. for a while. And now it doesn't. No. So now it's just stories. Next time, next stories is going into the high school years. Oh, that's when the real drama Yep, I haven't decided if I'm doing all through high school in one episode or if I'm doing multiple, but we'll see how I feel once I start looking back into that part of my life and see what I do and don't want to talk about from high school years. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of po- <laughs> there's plenty of stories I'm going to avoid, like the plague. Yeah, because uh, high school, I feel like there's some stuff in all of our... And cell phones coming out. So, with cell phones, yeah, 
meant more, yeah. So, even texting came out, really, when I was in high school. Yeah. You were in college. I was in college. I, I was in high school. I got one of those $1,500 cell phone bills before. <laughs> oh my well, I should say my dad got one of those $1,500 cell phone bills <laughs> back when texting was 30 cents to send and 10 cents to receive or whatever. Yeah. Ridiculous shit they were trying to pull back then. Oh my God. Now they're like, now they're like free iPhone. <laughs> yeah. But 20 Just years sign ago. sign this contract so that you have to pay us hundreds of dollars. Yep. Over the next several years. And you do it. You do. Because you gotta have it. Well, well thanks for following along.